Hey, it's party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode, Wednesday episode of the Chad Prather Show. Uh, I alluded last night to a topic, an expose that we're going to be doing. I, I wanted to give it another day. I want to give it a little more uh, exposure and promotion. And so we're going to do it tomorrow night. And uh, you do not want to miss that episode. We are going to take you down the rabbit hole and expose the media narrative about the hospitals being filled with the unvaccinated. Uh, and it's one thing to talk about it. You know it, but we're going to prove it to you that the media is lying to you about this. So you don't want to miss tomorrow night's episode. As Glenn Beck would say, it could be the most important episode we've ever done. Uh, the, yeah, it's Wednesday. It's hump day. So I want to welcome you guys to Studio 22. We're in the mothership. Puppet master, the perfectionist, Mark and Chris Cruz are flying us into the nether regions of all things insanity. Um, before we get started today, my heart is broken, absolutely broken. I was at a campaign event last night uh, in Grayson County with the great patriots there in Sherman, Texas at 903 Brewers. Always a hospitable group there and a uh, great turnout. And my friend, Kerry Council, called me on the phone as I was leaving he is running for ag commissioner in Texas, and he informed me of the tragic, tragic death of our dear friend, uh, Sarge Summers, Marv Sarge Summers, um, who was running for railroad commissioner. Uh, he was killed last night in a tragic accident, and uh, just, he was a legend. Incredible person, incredible veteran, great person. Um, I, my heart's broken. So, uh, prayers to the family. God bless you, Sarge, and sorely missed. The man loved the state of Texas, and he was out campaigning, working for other patriots, promoting other patriots, and and I was just thankful for his influence in my life, and I'm sorry to, uh, I'm so sorry to get that news. Uh, wow. Um, so much stuff going on. I read the voting, the voter guide for the Houston Chronicle this morning. It says that I'm a New Jersey native. Uh, I mean, technically, I guess I am. But being a pro-life guy, I was conceived in Texas. So um, let's say life began right there. I have Texas DNA. But yeah, I was born in New Jersey. I was indeed. That is where my mother was when she went into labor and actually spit me out. Um, she didn't spit me out, Chris. It was more. It was something else. But it, you get the point of what I'm trying to say. Uh Yes, I was in. I was uh, laboriously delivered in in Ramsey, New Jersey, <laughs> and I lived there a solid four months of my life. I well, I think that in the minds of many Texans, they would want that. They would say, "Oh, he's a carpetbagger." So a Jersey man cannot be governor of Texas. Is that somewhere in the Texas Constitution? Well, no, it's not because. Uh, Actually, um, the first um, president, well, not the first president, but the, the, uh, in the temporary government of Texas, when Texas was in the Texas Revolution, uh, if you want to go back and read your history books, the guy who was serving uh, in leadership of Texas while Sam Houston was winning the revolution, he also was from New Jersey. Interesting. It's very interesting. Uh, so, no. Your Texas history, my friends. We are doing well. There is no poll, still no polls out there that you can trust. Every poll out there is uh, biased. And so um, they're usually put out and paid for by the candidate that's using it for advertisement. I think, you know, like right now, if I had to guess where we are, I think Abbott is in the lead. I think that, uh, I think that the three contenders are, are running pretty close together. But here's the beautiful part. You can't poll my supporters 
Uh, they have never voted in a primary. Um, they're crawl- These are conservative, small government people, revolutionaries that are crawling out from under their rock, coming out of their, their uh, shelters, coming out of their prep- prepper homes to vote for Chad Prather. And uh, I have received so much encouragement in the last few, well, in the last week, really, just I, I am physically raring to go. Like, I'm excited about what's going on. I'm headed to San Antonio tomorrow. We've got a, a candidate forum there at lunch, and we were with the uh, the ladies there in Frisco for the, um, uh, what's the name of that thing, the Greater Women's Republican of North Texas. Anyway, long name. Huge turnout. Lots of ladies. And uh, they love them some Alan West. But then I showed up. <laughs> ah, look at this dimple. There it is right there. That's what you're voting for, people. Um, anyway, I think we're doing pretty good. And we're going to uh, McKamey, Texas tomorrow night. So, so while you guys are going to be watching the huge expose on the Chad Prather Show, when we talk about the hospitals being filled with these vermin, these unvaccinated vermin, uh, I'm going to be in McKamey, Texas. Where is McKamey, Texas, you might ask? Well, it's not the ends of the earth, but you can see it from there. Uh, there are some great folks out there. It's about an hour and a half south of Odessa there uh, in the Permian Basin. And we've got about they, the news got out that I was going to be in McKamey uh, and the restaurant where they were going to have the event couldn't hold all the people. We've got like six counties that are going to be represented out there. And those are big counties. I mean, those are, I mean, land size. People are traveling to come. So uh, they moved it to the school. I think the school gymnasium. Anyway, it's going to be impressive. going to be a lot of fun. I will be impressive as I wax eloquent about the glories of the spirit of Texas. I'm looking forward to being out there. But go to Prather2022.com. That's all the campaign pitch I'm going to give you in this episode. Uh, and, uh, but donate. I appreciate it. If everybody, every single person, no matter where you are, every single person, would donate just a dollar, five dollars, something like that. It would be huge for what we're doing. We've got a new digital billboard campaign that's going to pop up here over the next three weeks. Uh, and well, it's going to run for the next three weeks. So be on the lookout as you're traveling the highways and the byways around Texas. Uh, great things are happening. I truly believe, true, truly believe that one of these primary candidates is going to push Greg Abbott into a runoff. And that's exciting for me because I know that I stepped up and I have played my part over the last 18 months. I've shown up, been places, met with people. The spirit of Texas is alive and I'm thankful that I can see it in your eyes, hear it in your voices. The passion for liberty, especially in the state of Texas, is very, very strong. And so I think we're going to see something happen. I think real conservatism is going to win out in this. But you got to show up and vote. Early voting starts on Monday in Texas. That is February 14th. And uh, primary day, of course, March 1st. And people keep saying, they said, are you going to have like a watch party on to get the election returns and stuff like that? It's like, no, I think I'm just going to go hide in a closet somewhere and drink uh, some good tequila and, uh, and just maybe just listen to the radio and see what happens. No, I don't know. We'll be somewhere, Chris. I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, it's too bad Blaze TV doesn't love me because they got a lot of TVs around here. We should have a watch party here. But no. But no, they won't unlock the doors. Anyway. Uh, We'll see what happens. Go vote, people. Get involved. Do it, do it, do it. You know, the biggest, most encouraging thing about this campaign to me has been when people come up to me and they say, you have motivated me to run for office. That's awesome. Whether whether it's, you know, sitting on a, you know, even even getting on a precinct chair or, or just running for school board, running for city council. I mean, those are that's where the important stuff really happens. Um, so 
I'm, I'm honored by that, and I'm thankful. And I want to talk about all that because I want to talk about this. During 2020, uh, homeschooling rates doubled. Now, uh, it, it, I don't, this, this, there's, so there's, there's a dimension that I want you to think about because obviously I'm learning a lot. As I've been campaigning, I meet a lot of people, people a whole lot smarter than me that are subject matter experts in this thing. And we homeschooled, all right? I, I homeschooled and uh, I, I believe in homeschooling. But here's the thing. You have, you have two different groups when it comes to homeschooling. You have the homeschooling purists, right? Like they decided early on they didn't want the government involved in the education of their children. So they just they decided that they were going to homeschool and keep the government out of their lives. That's an honorable thing. I appreciate that. Then you have those that are homeschooling because the government already has had overreach in their life. So this is what's happening. The government overreach that happened in 2020 through the pandemic response, uh, it forced kids out of school. And a lot of parents had no choice. They had to do homeschooling. So they, they found out through all of that process just what these schools were teaching. Now, we have something here in Texas, Prop, Proposition 9, which sounds real good. It's, it's a proposition for school choice. And it also speaks to how the government's not supposed to have interaction with homeschoolers. But, but the, 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 the homeschooling purists, they're a little bit wary of Prop 9 because, and I agree with them, because it, it, the, it comes with some strings attached, which in, for the future, it gives the government potentially some opportunity to reach into their lives and, and affect them. So we don't want that. We don't want that. I've talked about this at length. I believe that your money should follow your child if you choose to put them in a private school, whatever. So, so yes, if you want to call that school choice, call it that as long as school choice does not interfere with co-ops and homeschooling. Makes sense? Good. Got it. Now, this is important to all of us because we know that our kids are being indoctrinated. They are. And I th listen, every time I say this, people say, you don't even know any teachers. It's amazing to me, Chris, that people's response to me is, do you even know any teachers? They're not, it's not like asking, have you ever met an astronaut that walked on the moon? Uh, yeah, believe it or not, teachers are pretty prevalent in common society. So yeah, I know a lot of teachers. Uh, not to mention the fact that my oldest daughter is one. And uh, so yeah, I, I know some teachers. My attack on anything public schooling has never been about teachers. In fact, I'm defending the teachers when I say I want to untie their hands and let them truly educate, let them truly teach, shape young minds, test, evaluate, promote. And we, we should reward the teachers who are successfully doing that. We should, we should incentivize them. Uh, yeah, we, listen, I, I said to someone just this morning in a conversation that for 20 years I've been saying it, it should be harder to get the job as a teacher. It should be a more specialized position. But then they should be compensated more adequately as well. And that goes into their benefits, health care, as well as their retirement. Uh, and so, yes, I think they do need to be rewarded. Good teachers need to be just that, good teachers. Right now they're training for standardized testing, and kids are coming out of school with no sense of complexity of thought. They don't know how to critically think. They don't understand, truly understand math and English and the languages and civics and history and so on. So, uh, 
parents started seeing the indoctrination that was going on. And the indoctrination, whether it's uh, social emotional learning, whether it's critical race theory, whether it's sexual education, even the pornography in the libraries, the stuff is being ingrained in the curriculum so that even some of the most well-meaning teachers that are out there are still teaching it by default, right? And so the stuff is just there and they're putting it out there because that's what's built into a lot of the curriculum. And kudos, God bless you teachers who can see through the BS and, and navigate around that. Because trust me, in 21st century woke America, where everything's identity politics and identity education, you're navigating around that. I'm thankful for you. So God bless you for doing that because at least you have the complexity of critical thinking and you're able to do that. But these teachers, I mean, sorry, these parents, they started seeing the crap, right? Whether it was the Zoom call education or whatever. And um, so in the spring of 2020, 5.4% of households in the United States with school-age kids said they were homeschooling. Uh, by the fall, it had hit 11.1%. Um, that's pretty impressive, honestly, Chris. Uh, there was uh, now Massachusetts. Massachusetts, you bunch of mass holes up there. They went from 1.5% to 12.1% homeschooling rates. That's huge. That's like, that's like a lot of percent. And Chad, I think honestly, too, a lot of parents realize that homeschooling was, is not difficult as it was before. No. Because now you have all these parents are getting together <coughs> and saying, hey, let's educate our kids. Right. You take math, you take science, you take social Because so that's what we're doing with our kids. Right. You know, I'm teaching uh, how to cut the grass and how to do uh, nice pretty lines on the- on Is the, that because you're Hispanic? If that's because I'm Hispanic. Anything <laughs> manual labor, I'm teaching them. My wife teaches them English. I'm teaching English. them how to lay bricks, man. Yep. My wife teaches them English <laughs> and Texas history because she's a Texan and yeah. she's a teacher. So and like, white. We got it all divided. And that's yeah. how we raise our kids. Yeah. I love that. And that's, by the way, Chris, that's what I'm referring to when I call things co-ops, right? I don't think the government needs to be involved in any of that stuff. Even if you hire a teacher, 10 families from a community get together and they hire an educator to do like a one-room schoolhouse kind of thing where that teacher's teaching different ages and, and you share the responsibility. People are like, I don't have time for that. I can't afford that. Yeah, well, you know what you can't afford is a history that, or a future that's going to absolutely suck when you churn out these morons and they're the ones who are in control of the country. Um, educate your kids, folks. Golly, I hate public schools. I really do. Not because of the teachers, but because of the unions and because of the curriculum and just the garbage. Hey, man, it drives you to drink. And I'll tell you what, if you're going to drink, you got to get some Bonner private wine. Uh, try oak flavoring mega purple dye and tons of sugar that's in, what's in most of your red wines uh and that's not counting all the chemicals left over from the vineyards that look more like oil refineries in the great chateaus of old but there are better wines out there so don't drink that crap uh and they don't cost an arm and a leg either listen um the problem is delicious red wine it's really good stuff you're going to get it from Argentina, all right? Right here, these guys, up, up in the mountains, they grow, this, they grow the Malbec grapes like 9,000 feet up in the air. Makes for a stronger grape, right? So here's what I want you to do. Roll that thing up there, Chris. I want you to head over to private, Bonner Private Wines. I want you to check them out. They're going to give you a huge deal. They're going to give you 50% off. Scroll back down. Let me see the code there, Chris. The uh, 
go to because they changed the website on us. Used to, used to be another thing. I don't even want to say it. Go to bonnerprivatewines.com slash Chad and get you some wine. Bonnerprivatewines.com slash Chad. This stuff is delicious. We'll be right back. You know, I want to remind everybody, first of all, um, Canada is not America. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, you kind of think that people would just go ahead and just assume that naturally. But you tend to think that Canada enjoys the same freedoms that we have traditionally. You know, their equivalent to our Bill of Rights, their charter, is, was written in like 1982. Okay? Our Bill of Rights was written in 1791. Um, that, that's we've enjoyed freedoms for a long time. Canada, kind of new to it, like their their right to assemble and and you know the different speech laws and things like that. Like they haven't enjoyed the same things that that we have and the things that we actually take for granted. Now, I don't know if this trucker convoy and this pushback against uh, I was going to say bad word, but there's kids in the room right now. Uh, Justin Trudeau, that's a bad enough word. Um. I don't know if this pushback is because those freedoms are reasonably new to them. Uh, I don't know. It's just my speculation. Like, I was thinking about that this morning. Like, maybe it's still fresh enough to them that they're saying, hey, we're, we're going to push back because we know our charter. And, uh, yeah, so I just remind you guys that Canada's not America. Um, and because and you look at this and the fact that they they don't even enjoy the same levels of freedom that we do or have historically. Um, the fact that they're already doing more than we are is is impressive uh, in a way. It's frightening in another in that we are sitting back and not, you know, not really stepping up. And, and as I said on Monday's episode. And I'm thankful for Glenn for playing a clip uh, from the episode on the Four Minute Buzz the other morning, yesterday morning, Tuesday morning. And it, it's so profound when you think about it that this stuff, the mandates were never about your health. They, the masking up, the distancing, the quarantines, the lockdowns, the you know non-essential, all of those things. It's never been about your health. It's about your pliability. It's about can they make you comply? Can they make you bend to their will? So this massive sociological and psychological experiment is not going away. Now, the COVID thing, the craze of that is going to go away, especially as we get towards midterm elections. And then they'll find other ways to, to weave it back in. So because, again, mail-in ballots and stuff like that, you, you know the pattern and how they do things. Ain't none of that going to change. But <laughs> the crazy thing is the, the, the Gestapo tactics are not going to leave. They're, they're just going to continue on because you've already ceded your freedoms. You've already given them the right to shut you down and shut you up. So Trudeau, and I want to use Canada as an example that we as Americans should be able to learn from. And anywhere in the world, if you're listening or watching this show, you you want freedom, and I think we should learn from this. But here's the logic, and I want you to listen very closely to what Justin Trudeau says, because this is where we are headed. 
This is the standard. This is what their standard is. And this is, as Americans, this is where we're heading. Play the clip. I can understand frustrations with mandates, but mandates are the way to avoid further restrictions or having to be restricted. As people get vaccinated, as Canadians have gotten vaccinated, we've been able to get through things. <coughs> this team is going to stay focused on doing exactly that. I want to slap that dude in the mouth. I mean, first of all, the mask, your virtue signaling, the mayor of L.A., he stood next to Magic Johnson. He didn't get COVID or AIDS, all right? So you guys are safe, man. You're going to be okay. I mean, it's not going to jump off and float up your nose. You're going to be fine. You're talking to a microphone. You can take your mask off. Justin, you can take your mask off. Um, but what he said there, when he said that <laughs> mandates are the way to avoid further restrictions. So what he's saying is we need more government intrusion into your life in order for you to have less government intrusion in your life. That, the hypocrisy is astounding. The doublespeak is astounding. You couch that in those political terms, and people go, oh, he, he's giving us liberty. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's further binding you. He's dangling the carrot on the stick in front of you, saying you just have to continue on with the mandates to avoid further restrictions. He's not saying we're going to lift restrictions, we're not going to get rid of the mandates. I mean, Andrew Wilkow, I love, you know, Wilkow's so profound sometimes. Uh, he tweeted yesterday, he said the only way to stop the beatings is more beatings. That's the logic that's there. I mean, this guy is such a ridiculously weak human being that they bestowed power. And, and screw all of the Trudeaus, the entire, his father was a joke, the Trudeau legacy. I'm sorry, Canada. Specifically, you folks in Western Canada, God bless you. I love you guys. You freedom-loving Albertans, God bless you. In British Columbia, God bless you for having to put up with this Eastern Canada bull crap. Um, kids are in the room. Um, but just tell me that you need more government intrusion in order to avoid a different form of government intrusion. Uh, no, that, that, to say restrictions are the path to le less restrictions is just absolutely stupid. So um, we know that the crowdfunding platform GoFundMe shut down the, I think it was like $10 million that had been raised for the truckers. Uh, in a segment coming up later in this program, we're going to have the founders of Give, Send, Go, which has kind of stepped into the void to raise money for these, this trucker convoy. And I'm thankful for them and thankful for their time. Um, at least we're going to try to have them on. Hopefully the technology will work. But um, Alberta, of course, has said they were going to end the vaccine passport by midnight. And I want that to be true. I need that to be true. Um, I have personal reasons for that to be true. Um, people want to go visit their family. And, and this, is, this is the kind of thing that's... Uh, this is a terrible, terrible thing. I mean, you got to remember, you have people out there who, and I've heard so many stories of people who have family members who have terminal illness. They can't go visit them. Uh, and, and so, come on. I want you guys to do this. I want you to shut this down. Let people be free. This is a brutal tyranny. Brutal tyranny. 
California, bringing it back home. California and uh, New York said that they were going to end the mask mandate. See, I told you, they're going to shut down the craze. Now, they're going to keep it. California's going to keep it in the schools. And see, it's really hard to uh, push a crack pipe program like Joe Biden's doing for $30 million if the people smoking the crack have to wear a mask. So you got to unmask everybody so they can get to their crack pipe. And I want to remind everybody on that crack pipe thing. For those of you who missed the show we talked about the other day, Joe Biden's $30 million package. Uh, it was on Monday's episode that uh, we were the first to break this news. And, uh, I'm Joe sorry, Biden, I'm going to interrupt you. Booyah. Why didn't we get credit? We didn't get credit. All these conservatives out there, oh, crack pipe. Um, yeah, you heard it here you first. You heard it here first. As on the soon Chad as it broke, show. you read it from your phone. That's right. So can we get some credit? Come on. Let's go. Come on. Coming for you, Beck. Uh, you know, he's doing $30 million for crack pipe funding, basically, and clean needles. Yeah, Glenn's not, but Joe Biden is. I don't think Glenn does crack anymore. Um, but uh, you, can't, you can't do crack and wear a mask. I want to remind you guys that, that uh, President Peapad's uh, Joe Biden, the guy who farts in front of the shit his pants in front of the Pope, uh, which was holy shit. Uh, this, this guy wrote a crime bill in the 90s that incarcerated thousands, tons of uh, black people for drug abuse, drug use, I'm sorry. And now as a form of racial equity, it's passing a bill to make sure they get good crack pipes. Well, it's weird. It might be racist, but it's real weird. Uh, hey, the three-week rule may be the best financial advice ever. What's the three-week rule? Well, you got to wait three weeks. Wait three weeks to buy a new car. Wait three weeks to refi your home mortgage. Wait three weeks to finance any major purchase. Why three weeks? Because that's how fast the average ScoreMaster user takes to boost his or her credit score. An average of 61 points. And listen, 61 points added to your credit score can save you tens of thousands in uh, almost everything we finance. ScoreMaster technology was developed by a credit data scientist to boost your credit score higher and faster than you thought possible. ScoreMaster is so easy. It takes about a minute to get started. Uh, you don't have to wait for months for your best credit score. So try ScoreMaster for free. See how many plus points you can add to your credit score. Go to scoremaster.com slash Chad. That's scoremaster.com slash Chad. Again, scoremaster.com slash Chad. Be right back. All right, welcome back. You guys know my, uh, you know, I've told you my personal struggle, my, my, uh, my disdain for GoFundMe. I, I, I just don't like them. I don't like companies that come in with weird wackadoodle ideologies and they cram down your throat. And, you know, as long as I've had a following, I've had people who are constantly wanting me to share their GoFundMe campaigns. I get, I, sometimes I was getting hundreds a week of people wanting me to share them. And I, and I just never did. I had a personal policy that I wasn't going to share them because, one, I didn't have time to go in and validate the causes and, and make sure that the money was going to the right place. And, and again, I just didn't align with, with where they were coming from as a business. I Listen, you've heard me talk about a parallel economy. You've heard me talk about going with businesses that share your values. Listen, there's nothing wrong with that. You do business with the people that you believe have integrity and, and just line up with your principles. And so we've been talking about this trucker convoy and, of course, uh, GoFundMe shut it down in terms of the donations that were coming to those who are traveling across Canada in this mandate protest. 
and like worked out to like ten million dollars. I don't know about you guys. That's a lot of money. And uh, just shut the whole thing down, redistributed the funds, and I don't like that. Well, coming in to save the day, and we talked about them the other day on the episode on the program, is is a company called Give Send Go. Give Send Go. Give Send Go dot com. They are a faith based operation, and they stepped in and they were ready to go. You, you never know, you know, you, you people out there building their businesses and doing it the right way and doing it with the right values. You never know when when the stars are going to align, so to speak, and just divine providence takes over, and that's what happened. So I want to welcome to the program the uh, co-founders of Give Send Go. Heather Wilson and Jacob Wells via Skype. It's good to see you guys. Thank you for coming on the show. Tell me how this all came about, Jacob. All right. Well, normally I defer to Heather first. She's my older sister. But <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll jump right in. So Heather and I are two of 12 children, five brothers, six sisters, massive family. And about seven years ago, eight years ago now, uh, we were at a family get together and we were just seeing what so many of our family and friends were, were using to raise funds. And uh, that was the platform fundraising to go on mission trips, to do good in their neighborhoods, all of that stuff. And we said, there's something missing here in this piece of the puzzle. And that's money meets our material needs, but it does not meet the immaterial realities that are attached to our material needs. And as Christians, we said, that's the hope of Jesus. So man, what an opportunity to create an, a platform that, that hasn't existed yet. And so we looked and we saw that there was nothing there. And we're like, let's do it. Let's jump in. We were not technologists. We were nothing like that. We we're just a couple couple children of a massive family that stepped out in faith to do something. And now we're here eight years later, just being faithful with what God gave us and seeing him do amazing things through our platform. I love it. Heather, you guys, you know, GoFundMe kind of played a, a bad role in this whole thing. And, and, you know, what if somebody, you know, was working for your company and they stepped in and said, oh, no, we got to redirect all the funds. Uh, you know, that's just I think people are so fed up with this just this narcissistic ideology peddling on the part of corporate the corporate world. You know, how are you guys separate from that? How, how are you? How are y'all different? Well, number one, we believe that what we're doing is so important to provide freedom for people, even people we disagree with. And that sets us apart from, unfortunately, most big tech companies. Yeah. Um, you know, we recognize freedom that people have is God given. And it's not supposed to be authorized by the government. The government's supposed to be protecting that. And that gives and go, we constantly, there would be nobody on our staff that would step in and say, we need to give this money back. And actually GoFundMe didn't say we need to give the money back. They said, we're going to re redistribute it to mm -hmm. charities of our choosing. You know, we laugh, Jacob and I, as we say, wow, we don't even have to fight the battle. They're self-destructing. Yeah, you and you guys came in to, to and you just kind of stepped into this thing, and, and you were you were just prepared, right? You were ready for such a time as this, and there it is. And I can say unashamedly, whenever we raise funds for causes from now on, we will be using because I've never used GoFundMe, but we will be using Give Send, Send Go, and I'm I'm happy to make you know the acquaintance and connect with you guys and know you're there. What does the future look like for you guys as a company for causes? You know, what, what's what's going to happen moving forward? Yeah, well, hopefully, I mean, 
we've got a whole new site. It's just all of this has come at such a great time because Gibson goes about to roll out so many new cool things. And we've got a whole new site about to roll out a new design, a new logo, new features like cryptocurrency being involved in the platform awesome. where there, are, there really aren't any crowdfunding platforms with cryptocurrency allow you to set up a wallet, receive funds, some, some super cool stuff. And we're expanding into more countries right now. We're actually in over twice as many countries as GoFundMe. At last I checked, GoFundMe was in 19. We're in 40 countries around the world. So we're expanding as quickly as we can to give functionality to people in different places. And we're seeing that happen. So, and then, and then also make sure that our own platform has redundancies and is not reliant on big tech and any type of um, model that might be censorship you know, driven. And so we're, we're putting all this infrastructure in place and we're excited about what the future is. Heather, is there a place people can support you guys as far as social media, promoting what you're doing? What's the best way for people to get involved other than having their own campaigns, which I recommend people do? What's the best, people for people to, what's the best way for people to help you? Well, actually, there's a few different ways that we would ask people. Number one, uh, share with your, with your friends on social media. Share about Gifts and Go. Let people know that there is not just an alternative. We used to call ourselves the alternative. Now we're calling ourselves the replacement. Yeah. So share the replacement um, with your friends and family. Don't go to GoFundMe. Don't check them out. Don't go checking it out. And you know what's going to happen? Not only are people like distrusting right now because of what GoFundMe did, there are going to be people that might not care politically about any of this. And they're going to go start a campaign, let's say on GoFundMe, just thinking, hey, it's the platform to do that on. And their friends and family are going to take a step up and say, we're not giving if you're on GoFundMe. And it's going to drive people, even more people to give, send, go. And so number one, please be sharing about give, send, go. Pray for us as we navigate this. It's funny you said, you know, you've been preparing for this. And I laugh because I say we've been preparing and we were so unprepared. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, millions of bots trying to attack us. I, you know, we said, I think Jacob actually said we had a half a half the world trying to take us down and half the world trying to donate. So the whole world was on Gifts and Go trying to take us down. If you want to donate to Gifts and Go, the way we're, we're uh, set up is that with every can't, is my face green on the camera? Sort of kind. <laughs> See, you talked about bots and you turned blue. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what in the world? Um, well, anyways, I'm just going to pretend I'm not getting super ill right now. Um, <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can go to uh, givesendgo.com slash fundgsg if you want to just donate to GiveSendGo. But the best way to, we, we yes, that's great when people give to us, but we would rather have you support the campaigns on our site. Mm -hmm. And when doing that, you can also give a little bit to us in the checkout process. Yeah. Heather, Jacob, I want to thank you guys for what you're doing. Thank you for coming on. We're praying for you and uh, supporting you all we can. I promise you we're going to be doing a lot uh, for GiveSendGo in the days ahead. Thank you for what you guys are doing. And uh, we appreciate y'all for coming on the show. Y'all take care. God bless. And we're going to be keeping up with what's happening. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chad. You bet. You hey, bet. Thank you. Hey, folks, I've been working out a little bit here lately. Uh, I really do want to get in shape. I'm tired of looking like a blob. And uh, a lot of times I don't have time to get to the gym. So I went with Echelon. Echelon Fitness brought the gym home to me. So 
With Echelon, you get a community of hundreds of thousands of people who can give you that extra push. Uh, Echelon's got that uh, that the tons of the uh, the trainers and the community, the instructors, the motivation right there in the comfort and privacy of your own home. With Echelon, you can work out anytime, day, night, crush your fitness goals. You just pick your class, climb the leaderboard, cheer each other on. I follow some of the instructors on Instagram. It's a great community. Uh, you get some great folks that are supportive, engaging. They're fun. They know how to get you moving. Echelon Fitness, they've got the uh, all the equipment, whether it's stationary bikes, which is what I'm using, the smart rowers, the uh, fitness screens, the auto-fold treadmill they're all connected to provide the echelon fitness experience you got around the clock classes for the family you got full body workout programs going to keep you coming back for more one membership with echelon is going to cover a family of five and right now for a limited time our podcast are going to get you get up to 840 dollars off msrp and to get this podcast discount text chad i spell it chad to 818181 that's chad to 818181 to get the 840 dollars off msrp Message and data rates may apply. Terms available at echelonfit.com slash SMS membership sold separately. Be right back. All right, let's talk about it. Goodness gracious, you remember back in the good old days when the biggest scandal you were apt to see coming out of the Olympics was an envious trailer park girl hiring some muscle to take a pipe to the leg of a fellow figure skater? Well, I mean, let's face it, politics has always infested the Olympics to one degree or another. You don't pull all the major nations on earth into one spot and expect nothing to get brought up. But this go-round, we're playing the Winter Games in China, land of the fettered and home of the bereft, with a string of human rights violations longer than the Great Wall and a penchant for domination and subjection that definitely has the Taiwanese worried and ought to have the rest of us worried as well. Now, China seems like the perfect place to set your let's all gather around, hold hands and sing kumbaya games, you know, if you want controversy. Enter into the picture J.A. Adonde, the director of sports journalism at Northwestern University's Medill School. And in case you weren't aware of this singular fact, please take note that the very highest and most well-informed subset of journalists are those who follow, write about, and most certainly pleasure themselves privately to the wild world of sports. This man's bona fides need hardly be brought up so uh, he's so credible uh listen to me folks in commenting on the oppression and let's be honest genocide against the uyghurs he had this to say you ready he said who are we to criticize china's human rights records when we have ongoing attacks by the agents of the state against unarmed citizens and we've got assaults on the voting rights of our people of color in various states in this country <laughs> Listen, congratulations, J.A. Adonde. You get the gold medal for moronic things said while wearing the journalism hat. Now, I hardly need to spell out for you the obvious apples to oranges nature of what he's saying, much less the inaccuracy of what he's saying. But what the hell, dude? I mean, it's always just... uh, First of all, let's dispense with the voting rights thing. It's not true, plain and simple. I don't care what clot of mistruth you've ingested while sucking at the teat of the mainstream media. The notion of the whole voter thing, simply untrue. But let's go out on an extreme limb for a moment and assume that you're right. Can you honestly put this in the same category as genocidal behavior toward a group of fellow human beings? 
Now, it seems like a bad look to me, but what do I know? I just a dude wears a cowboy hat and talks on TV. Now, the other comparison he's making seems to be a thinly veiled reference to the notion that cops are killing black people in America, almost like it's a hobby. Now, that's the same idea of systemic racism in policing that led to a lot of defund the police madness over the past couple of years. Now, again, it's statistically disproven, but who wants to live in reality when you can swallow the party line instead? So let's dispense with the pleasantries and deal with the situation on the ground. The United States has its share of problems, always has, and it always will. You know why? Because we're people. We'll never be a utopia, no matter how hard we strive toward the protection. Uh, while this shining city on a hill has its flaws, there's absolutely no comparison that holds any water whatsoever of our demerits to those of the Chinese communist government in power. So whenever you see some quote-unquote journalist drag out a line like this, it's pretty good bet you know where his bread gets buttered. So in closing, yes... I know that Trump said something similar when he was asked about Russia and Putin a few years ago. We kill people, too. <laughs> and guess what? I don't think that was the right response then either. There is simply no comparison between the failings of the United States in the past century and those of regimes which have aggregately killed over 100 million people. I'm sorry, folks, but that is just BS. Oh, Chris, I'm tired of stupid people. Like, what do you, like, you want to get out of this? I mean, Jay Adonis is going to say this. Like, what does he hope the end result's going to be? I, I just keep sweeping it under the rug. But then again, a guy who's a sports journalist, quote, unquote, uh, who is going to pander to sports leagues like the NBA, which are sold out to China, um, you kind of, you just know who's feeding them the BS, right? You know where it's coming from. So um, this it will be this will be the lowest rating viewed Olympics ever. Nobody's watching it. And I had somebody on social media came at me and said, "Well, we need to be supporting our athletes." Nope, 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 nope. I, and I get it. Listen, people came at me the other day when I said when it came to these women swimmers, until all the women step up and say, not swimming in a pool with a dude. And they're like, well, they work so hard to get their scholarship and they don't want to lose it. And I, I know. I understand. I understand. Nobody wants to sacrifice anything. That's why we're in the situation we're in. And, 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 and listen, it ain't a victimless crime because, you know, I want our Olympic uh, athletes to go over there. I want them to win gold. I do. I want them to live that dream. But dadgummit, man. You got sold out to China. And Nancy Pelosi doesn't want you saying anything bad about the Chinese government. Because when they put you in prison, we're not going to come and get you. That's what we've got, folks. That's what we Nancy Pelosi. Nancy. Nancy Pelosi. She loves China. <laughs> I'm tired of it. We'll be right back. Hey, 
is my favorite part of the show. Uh, not because we say goodbye, but it's because I tell you to go buy stuff. <laughs> Watchchad.com is where all the fun stuff is. Come see me Midland, Texas, Friday night at the Wagner Noel. Watchchad.com has all of the tickets and information. Always also going to be at the Texan Theater on February 25th, I think. Uh, Watchchad.com will tell you. That's in Greenville, Texas. So come on and hang out with us. Dinner and a show. Uh, Chadnude.com. That's where you get the good stuff because we're prepping for overtime, which is going to be coming in the next couple of weeks. You want to have your Blaze subscription ready to go because that's going to be the only place you can get it. And then, of course, you can go shopping. Always go shopping. Uh, Chadonblaze.com. We're adding new designs every single week. Um, I got some good ones coming. Go get the Kamala Sucks shirt and wear it to the grocery store with your kids uh they yeah everybody's gonna love it uh, but anyway i love you guys god bless you tomorrow we're gonna have the huge expose because this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated you don't want to miss it come back and see us love you god bless you talk to you then bye